the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad girl. Woo! It's Friday night. Yes, indeedy it is. Is it? It's Friday night, and we made it, babies. Oh, I don't. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, indeed, and I mean that literally. I don't know about you guys, but this was a tough week for me uh, uh, on a variety of different fronts personally. But I got to tell you, the highlight of my week, as it is every week, is getting to come into the studio here, hang out with my family, my friends. I love you guys so much. Whether you're listening in your car on the way home, whether you're listening on one of these cool new Alexa devices or whatever they're called, any of the apps... Um, whether you're watching in the Facebook live stream right now, which is on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. And yes, there was some audio issues last night that was born out of a power outage that we had had that kind of threw our systems out. But uh, let us know. It should be, everything should be back cool and copacetic. So let us know if you're watching on the Facebook live stream. Let us know if all is well there. You can also call in the show, 888-344-1170. It's one way to be a part of the show. I get lots of emails. Appreciate it so much. 888-344-1170. It is Friday, and that means usually at the end of the show, we we offer skins and I offer our Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Tonight, it seems like we've just got an entire show of heroes and zeros. And uh, we can, we're going to share with you the, the heroes involved in the March for Life that's happening, the zeros involved in the March Against Our Freedoms, the zeros involved in the Trojan horse meant to take us down and destroy our Judeo-Christian principles, uh, the zeros involved in trying to put the masks back on our faces, and some other heroes Uh, to share with you guys later tonight, including a special guest we have for our second hour. You're going to want to definitely stay tuned for him. And of course, Friday means one of our perpetual honorary heroes, and that's Bob Walters, who's here to share with you the latest of what's happening in our schools. And we've got to keep our eyes on what's happening in the schools, because as you all well know, you Andrea K. Show listeners out there, you, you know that the battle for the battlefield, the front in the battle in the war for the future of America is through the minds of children, and in particular, that includes the schools. Before I go any further, i got to bring in my also honorary hero, and that is none other than DJ Potato Skins. Honorary hero of the week is always Senator Kennedy. Man, I need more content for more liners. Come on, you got to get on it. I, well, I, you, you need what you need to do is you need to get on the phone with his office down there. It seems the only the, the, we have Congressman Biggs on. He's going to be back with us next week. We're That's very, not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea to reach out to him. One of the reasons why we don't have a whole lot of elected officials on the show is there's not a whole lot out there that we actually like <laughs> that are doing the work that we think they should be doing. And we don't invite Congress people on. We're not impressed by titles here. So if you're not doing get on that next week, actually. yeah. So if if you know if if it's an elected if we don't have elected officials on, just so we can be like a lot of shows 
those who can brag and they think of it as bragging rights that they get to, you know, throw out the title of all these elected officials that they have on the show. So um, I want to I want to talk tonight about I want to open the show and our show dedicated to heroes and zeros. I want to open the show tonight dedicated to the heroes that showed up to the 50th annual March for Life today in D.C., uh, it, it, the, it, first of all, there's heroes involved here in the March for Life because they're activists. How many times have we said that we don't have enough c- conservatives willing to out there get out there and actually do anything to further conservatism in this country? And this coming off of the most extraordinary win for conservatism, and not just in con- for conservatism in, in the form of life, but conservatism in the form of states' rights and what this country was founded, which was not on a centralized system of power with nine activists in robes crafting some privacy crap nonsense that had nothing to do with the constitution just so that they could further the evil that is abortion so much win to be happening here and if i was anywhere near dc i would have been there we have got to start getting active so my first nominee it is is a group of nominees is those that came out for the march of life today the keynote speaker i think unfortunately wasn't trump trump was the most pro-life president we've ever had he was the most pro-life <coughs> candidate for president that we ever had and i wish that he had gone and spoke again at the march for life today and actually taken a bow you know because he is he is deserves to take the credit for the fact that roe v wade was overturned because he kept his promises with his nominees to the court and they delivered and so that and i just think it would have been exciting for the crowd i think it would have been exciting for his campaign in 2024 to have been there today but i want to give a hat tip to uh dungy tony dungy who was there i don't know if you guys remember famed nfl coach tony dungy from the indianapolis colts i think he might have gone on to coach somewhere else he is a man that's been under uh, some scorn from the nfl and others for his conservative views in part because he's african-american and you know the, the the if there's one thing the left hates it's it's a black conservative so hat tip to tony dungy as well as former saints uh new orleans saints player uh benjamin Watson, Watson, who was there as well. But it's the average everyday Americans that were there to support life. And I and we don't have a lot of clips to play for you. I'd hope to have some good sound from the event today to play. But I actually thought MSNBC did a good job of describing what happened today. And, um, and, and it, to me, this clip really shows, I may not play all of it, but to me, it really shows how much the the um, and then I've got some poll numbers to share with you guys, as well as some legislation that was put forth today by the Republicans that just shows that the movement for life in this country we do so we we have to talk about so many difficult stories here. We don't we serve vegetables here. We don't come in with you know um, uh, coconut pie dessert every night of the week, and that's one reason why when we have success in conservatism, I wanted to make it the, at the forefront at the top of the show tonight. And when you hear this clip from MSNBC, they know they're losing. They know that they're losing in their in their in their march for death, in their march to normalize infanticide in this country. Skins, please play clip five. Thousands of abortion rights opponents are gathering in Washington today to hold their annual March for Life. It is their first march since that judicial earthquake seven months ago when the Supreme Court 
Gave them exactly what they've been asking for for decades, overturning Roe v. Wade. The theme this year is Next Steps Marching into a Post-Roe America. It comes just ahead of Sunday's 50th anniversary of the historic Roe decision. Joining me now from the National Mall in Washington is NBC's Marissa Parra. So, Marissa, first of all, what's it looking like there on the ground where you are? And for those attending, I mean, does it feel different than past years? So I will tell you first what feels different. As you mentioned, we're living in a post-Row era, and that was something that was met with applause every time someone took to the stage to say just that. And then, of course, there's signs around here that say, I'm living in a post-Row generation. And so for people who are here, these, of course, we know these are opponents to abortion rights. And for them, when we asked them, hey, Roe was overturned, we know that this was the platform for March for Life. It was started the year after Roe v. Wade as a way to protest. Roe versus Wade. And so for them, my question was, so you're still here. What keeps you here? And so what I'm seeing from both sides is they say they were galvanized by Dobbs in very different ways. We had a chance to speak to both sides. Take a listen. Students for Life of America was was founded as a post-Roe organization because we always envisioned this day when it would happen. Not if Roe would be reversed, but when. And now that it has, we've already mobilized thousands of students all over the country. Um, and so to think that, oh, our work is done, well, our work just begun. Like, we've got 50 individual state-by-state -state battles that we need to tackle. And even so, this is a culture war. Like, yep. the, the mission of Students for Life is not just to make abortion illegal, it's to make abortion unthinkable. Absolutely. And so there is a reason why their march takes them to the Supreme Court and then right over here to the Capitol, because for them, they say this is where the next step is. We know that abortion right now on a state level, roughly two dozen, we're approaching the two dozen level states that have either banned or severely limited abortion. We know that there are three. There is an ongoing legal battle and the conversation around abortion and abortion access has dramatically changed. We know the FDA has changed their guidance around farm pharmacies being able to dispense abortion pills, which makes abortion access even easier. So when it comes to the wins and losses here, Roe was overturned, as we know. But then with that FDA guidance change, that was something that was seen as, you know, a success for proponents of abortion rights. So again, in terms of the mood here, Joe, I think the overall theme is that both sides are galvanized just in very different ways. The work is far from... Look, if the only win... That they, that the pro-death, the pro-abortion crowd can chalk up at, at this event is that the FDA has opened it for, for more people to take these pills. Um, look, I don't know about what these pills do. I don't know if they're about stopping an egg from being, from being implanted. Um, but when they're having to go that route, I mean, you, you can hear what she said. How many states have all but banned abortion? The number of abortions have gone down in states like Texas down to next to nothing. The pro-life movement is winning. And it's not just winning in, in terms of the number of abortions that are no longer being performed uh, because it's gone down to the state level. But I want to read you some new polling numbers that have come out of Amerist poll. It's very interesting um, because the, the we... And it's and it's a reminder before I get into these polling numbers about how it, why it was absolutely wrong for nine dictators and black robes to decide for the American people. It's why our founders never wanted that. It's why our founders wanted states' rights because that does not reflect 
the 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 pro-abortion crowd does not reflect the mindset of the American people and certainly not the pro-infanticide crowd that actually believes that there should be no restrictions whatsoever on abortion, that you should be able to, to abort your baby for whatever reason, including whether or not you don't like the sex. Here's some numbers. More than two-thirds of Americans, 69%, would support ending all abortion no later than the first trimester. That is considered far-right extreme to the left. Nearly three out of four women, 72%, and nearly half, 49% of all surveyed Democrats. So think about that for a a minute. 72% of women. The Democrats love to try to couch that they're the party of women because they are for unfettered abortion. Yet 72% of women in this country, even the, quote, pro-choice crowd, said they would support a ban of abortions after the first trimester. That is a win for the pro-life movement, and that tells you where women really stand on this issue. And it also tells the Republican Party why they need to stop kowtowing and backing down when it comes to this issue. The poll found that 44% of people want increased abortion restrictions, including not allowing abortion at all, 8%, allowing abortion only to save the life of the mother, 10%, or in the case of rape or incest, 26%. Only one in five voters believe abortion should be available at any point in, in pregnancy. We stand in the majority in this country. The Democrat agenda is the fringe, and we've got to stop allowing them to make us feel Like we're the fringe element here and we're the extremists and we're the ones that hate women. Here's some other interesting numbers before I get into some legislation that was proposed today. 78% of Americans oppose forcing taxpayers to fund abortion overseas. 60% of Americans oppose forcing taxpayers to fund abortion in the United States. 60%. That includes Democrats and independents. There's no excuse why any taxpayer money is ever given towards abortion. And that includes Planned Parenthood, who wants to lie and tell you that money given to them by the the taxpayers isn't going to abortion. That's a lie. 94% oppose sex selection abortions. 77% say people with religious objections should not be legally required to carry out abortions. 60% of Americans oppose aborting a child because the child has been diagnosed with Down syndrome. 55% say employers with religious objections should not be forced to pay for abortion coverage and their employees' insurance. And 91% of Americans, including 88% of Democrats, support the work of pro-life pregnancy resource centers. The pro-life movement is the mainstream movement of america they don't want you to they don't want you to understand that uh chris smith who's a republican he introduced the no taxpayer funding for abortion and abortion insurance full disclosure act that restricts federal funds from going to quote any abortion um and then we also have today um we have uh clyde congressman clyde who um put forth a, a an introduced legislation that would block and defund Joe Biden's pro-abortion executive orders. He said this, as tens of thousands of proud pro-life Americans attend the March for Life in our nation's capital today, I'm proud to stand for the sanctity of life by reintroducing legislation to block and defund President Biden's pro-abortion executive orders. At every turn, the Biden administration has advanced the evils of abortion, subverting the will of the American people, circumventing the Constitution, and undermining the integrity of our nation's highest court. Con- 
Congress must take action to protect the precious unborn and prevent taxpayer dollars from funding the left's abhorrent abortion agenda. It's called the Protect the Unborn. Undo the Negligent Biden Orders Now Act, and in, in it's uh, been introduced and actually reintroduced and likely to pass as a bill through the House. So these are all my one, some of my nominees for here of the week. Gonna take a break. When we come back, we got we got to talk about a zero. Of course, you know that means Joe Biden. Don't go away. AK Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm going to read a couple comments here from this just the best, smartest peeps out there on the Facebook Live. Elaine says, uh, the majority of us do not support or worship at the altars of Baal. Baal I don't know. How, I never know how to pronounce that. Um, Baal and Malik. I think I pronounced it right. Uh, Sylvester says, anyone else besides uh, I named anyone else besides I named Cringe. John Peter, I think he means Corrine Jean-Pierre, a.k.a. the press secretary of Stink of the Week. <laughs> Thank you for the giggles. I've never heard her called cringe, John Peter. <laughs> um, Elaine says she's not important in the scheme of things, just another grifter that has no skills or talents that qualify her for a paid position. I'm going to borrow the John Peter is her new name with your permission. And we all, you know, Sylvester, you're a nominee for here of the week for making me laugh. That's a great one. Speaking of laughs, um, uh, before the break, we were talking about the March for Life and, of course, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Well, of course, my man Skins found a hilarious clip from our man Kennedy. Um, Senator Kennedy out of Louisiana. Yeah, I reported last night on the fact that SCOTUS is totally lying to us, right? They just think, they they think because they got the comma JD after their name, right, that they are lawyers, that they can convince us that, that we're stupid, right, and don't know that they're hiding and covering up who the leaker is, which is obviously a Democrat, because if it was a Republican, they'd already dragged that fool through the streets of D.C., right? Especially across the painted Black Lives Matter street, right? Um, so here's what Kennedy had to say about it when he was asked today on a network that I can't stand, but I like Kennedy enough to play this clip. Senator, what is the American public supposed to believe when stuff can leak out of the U.S. Supreme Court? Well, here's my message to the leaker. Uh, Congratulations, butthead. Uh, You almost got a member of the United States Supreme Court killed in his family. Um, what a narcissist. You obviously think your personal politics are, are more important than, uh, th- than the, the sanctity of the United States Supreme Court. I don't mean any disrespect to the Chief Justice. Uh-huh. I was disappointed in his report. Mm-hmm. I think this is the Chief Justice's way of saying we're not going to find out who the leaker is. That's right. And if we do know we're not going to tell you, we mm-hmm. want to move on. Mm-hmm. I think that's a mistake. Um, because I believe that, that, well, I believe that what you allow is what will continue. Right. And I think, the, I think we can find the leaker. Uh, maybe the Supreme Court needs to bring in help, but we need to find that leaker, uh, make an example of him or her, and knock them, hit them so hard they'll cough up bones. Not literally, <laughs> of course. Uh, I say literally. 
I'm get laughing because when I was a kid, butthead, we were not allowed to call each other butthead. Mama did not like. That was my brother's favorite word, and he was never allowed to use it. So hat tip to Kennedy for saying on national TV the word that Mama didn't allow us to call each other, and he's absolutely right. And making him cough up some bones would be some good old-fashioned Louisiana-style justice. Okay, so nominee for Hero of the Week is Kennedy. because You know why? Because he speaks the way the rest of us speak and he's plainly and and he's and he's go old-fashioned southern manners right no disrespect to the chief chief justice but i'm gonna sit here and call him a liar to our face right and tell him that we need to find this leaker and make an example out of him so that's one of the reasons why i love kennedy uh in nominee for stink of the week perpetual is joe biden who dared to have this to say. It's bad enough that he's being, he blatantly broke the law by stealing classified documents. He never had the power to, uh, not unlike Trump who had the power to declassify anything he wanted, this man stole classified documents and stored them where his crackhead son was living, who's completely compromised doing corrupt deals all over the world with our enemies. And he, uh, so we get that he's covered, but still, to spit in the face of the American people by saying this today just galls me. Clip two. As we found, uh, we found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. Isn't he the one that you really want to see? hits so hard that he coughs up his bones. How dare he? How dare he try to trivialize this, particularly after the way that he did interview after interview after interview, accusing Trump of, of, of breaking the law, having Merrick Garland raid his home, including his including uh, Donald Trump's son's bedroom, Melania Trump's underwear drawer. You know, even if he's following protocol and doing what his lawyers say, Andrea, still didn't give him the right to take the documents. Well, there's no, there's no protocol that makes it okay. He broke the law. It's, it's a felon. He should already be arrested. On top of it, where's the FBI raid? Where's the DOJ? If you're not mad about this as an American, something's wrong with you. But you know what? Um, I don't know. That, well, we don't really have time to get into this clip because we got to take a break in a moment and go to Bob Walters. But politically, he's down in the 30s and, you know, he has no chance of winning in 2024. Here's what we can feel good about. This was an inside job for him to be exposed here. An absolute inside job. They are pushing him out. And by the way, here's another double your pleasure, like double tree gum. Kamala ain't getting anywhere near the Oval Office either. The bad news, though, is that many people are speculating that the person behind it was none other than Queen, uh, self-described Queen, you know, just an older version of, of Meghan Markle, uh, self-described, self-opposed Queen Nancy Pelosi, trying to pave the way for her um relative Gavin Newsom to walk into the nomination in 2024. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in our dear friend, Bob Walters. So don't you go anywhere. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, a night of heroes and zeros. And of course, how fitting since our next guest is, everybody knows by now, he's he's a fan favorite and he's appointment radio. It is our dear friend, Bob Walters, author of Education or Indoctrination, which you need to get on Amazon because it's not just an extensive overview with historical context of what has gone on in the history to get us to where we are right now, but a call to action. Because like I talked about at the open of the show with this March for Life, we got to get active. We've got to be, we've got to have boots on the ground and stop just sitting around complaining. It's one thing. We, yeah, we got to identify the problems. Then we got to get active and solve it. And one of the ways that Bob Walters has been active in solving the, in solving the situation is by educating everybody as to what's happening. And he joins me now like he does every Friday. Hello, my dear. Hello. Good to be here. Yeah. You looking forward to the weekend? Yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you got you got about 25 minutes with me. So you hang in there because your your week, your job ain't over yet. I so, know. I know. So let's got get a lot of good news. Well, good. To start. OK. Um, Orange County Classical Academy is recognized as a California distinguished school. This came from Tony Thurman who's our liberal superintendent of education in California. Mm. Kind of surprising. Very. Sponsored by the California Policy Center, launched in 2020. It is free of union interference. It does not charge tuition and focuses on classical education with no common core, no sexual classes, and a curriculum that focuses on great mentors of the past. So, And even reading is done in phonic-based education which is the way you used to do it, and worked pretty well. 540 students now attend, with 1,700 waiting in the wings to get in. Okay. Um, wow. So, yeah. So it's interesting because the school launched in 2020. That was smack in the middle of, of COVID. Was it because of COVID and the fact that schools were locked down that the school started? I think it's one of the motivations. Yeah, I think it was. They figured it was a good time since public schools were shutting down, well, and well, a lot of people didn't like them anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, this is fascinating. I'm so glad you brought this good news story because one of the th- reasons why they shut down the schools, particularly here in San Diego County, um, was because it was it, it it provided a lot of benefits to them. One of which is that you know somebody one parent had to stay home with the kids, so it was another way to get somebody on the dole being paid to stay at home and and not go to work. Um, but it also got it shut down. There were a lot of private schools that just couldn't continue without the kids going. There weren't any any tuitions, and I think upwards of like half the private schools in San Diego County ended up closing. So to hear that up in Orange County, a private school actually started during those times, and not just started, but started doing it the right way. They were like, "Look, if we're going to get started here, we're going to do it in the right way with real education. None of this Common Core crap. None of this pornography and LBGTQ." nonsense and you know they've got a waiting list for people to get in this is just amazing it actually is good yeah okay the idaho school board shuts down outrage from parents who spoke against allowing transgender boys to use girls restrooms and locker rooms with showers the meeting was adjourned by as parents raged on and shouted to the board members so that's unfortunate but it's good news from the standpoint of parents really are around the country standing up. They won't, they're not laying for this anymore. This was in Caldwell County in Idaho. 
Well, you know, uh, use that as inspiration, people. Uh, I don't. I haven't. I don't remember the last time I heard a story of parents going to the San Diego County. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the union here, the largest union in San Diego County, San Diego Unified, and speaking up. And we know crap's going on in the schools here. Get active, people. Yeah, really, they need to. Yeah. Okay, a federal court in Oregon upheld the Title IX exemption that permits religious universities to receive federal funding even if they allow fellow religious or their religious beliefs on marriage, sexual identity, and gender. So 40,000 LGBT students filed action against this decision, but it was turned down. Good. Good. Yeah. We won. Yeah, there, yep. that's that's a win for religious beliefs in this country, and it's also a reminder that with this LBGT, we've got a great guest coming up in the next hour, George Keneal, to talk about this. You know, he had been in the gay lifestyle for many years, and he re-embraced his Christianity. This is a great story because it's a reminder that this LBGTQ movement is really what ultimately at its core is an attack on our religious freedoms in this country, and yeah, yeah. hat tip to that court in upholding our constitutional protection for our religious freedom and federal taxpayer funds going to that school. <laughs> That's true. Okay, you got the L.A. Catholic schools are growing after years of decline. This is good news. Some 3,000 students decided to enroll in them after the pandemic, which turned around the decline and produced a 4.5% increase in the following year after the pandemic. They now operate 255 elementary schools in L.A., Ventura, and Santa Barbara counties. And while there are some scholarships, the tuition is 3500 to 6000 which they are being paid, they now have 145,000 students attending in these three counties. Wow. I didn't think there was that many. I didn't either. And, you know, and it just goes to show at a time when people are really strapped economically, people are, are, are choosing to make the choice to spend money to send their kids to what they perceive. Now, you've reported a lot that you, you've got to still pay attention to what's going on, even in the private schools, including the Catholic ones. You can't just pay the tuition and, and just, you know, assume everything's cool. But it's still it, it's still better. And, and this shows to me that there's parents out there. Even at times of great economic hardship where they're willing to put their money where it matters, and that's for their children's education. Yeah, it's then they got got another one. Judge Joseph Goodwin, appointed by Clinton in 1995 to be a federal judge, he had a role in West Virginia in a case that came before him, and he ruled in the decision. This is a case that involved female sports. Okay. He said the new state law forbidding men into women's sports was constitutional. Oh, excuse and the bill defines girls as women in the biological sense for the preliminary for any secondary sports. Wow. A Clinton appointee upheld there is male and female and there is biological girl and that a, that the bill defines girl as a woman in the biological sense. This is just a win. It, it, we, it's sad that we have to think of this as a win in the United States, that a I judge know. appointed by a, a Democrat would uphold science and fact and truth and common sense. Um, but hat tip to this judge hopefully he's got some security because he just might need it <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay and it's interesting polls came out 
uh, yesterday, approximately 62% of American voters now believe that schools should focus on math and science rather than critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And then 57% also feel CRT divides our races and ethnic groups for no real purpose. It's just another reminder that the, the agenda of the Democrats is far, they're the fringe. The average American doesn't want any of this crap, and including African Americans and, yeah. and other minorities. They just want their kid to go and learn how to read and write and do math in order to get, you know, grow up and get a job. That's right. That's all they want. Boy. What else you got? I've got GOP lawmakers in North Dakota have, are considering banning pornographic books in all public libraries, which focus on gender identity, sexual intercourse, and sexual preference. It's being opposed by the ACLU, but uh, so far it looks like it might take effect in the next few weeks. Well, you know, they they need to put every Republican, every uh, state um, Republican-run state legislatures, mayors, uh, those on city council, every Republican at every level, quite frankly, every Democrat should be pushing against the pornography that is being pushed on our kids. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Now we've got some college crazies. Okay. And a little time before your break time. Uh, Harvard Medical School students can now learn how to provide health care to infants <gasps> who they see as LGBT. How you can tell a six-month-old baby is going to be LGBT, I have no idea. Uh, wait, I want to make sure I can wrap my head around this. <laughs> Harvard, supposed to be the number one uh, school in this country, which now will forever be just a joke like, you know, L. Woods uh, yeah. and Legally Blonde. Harvard Medical School is teaching students how to provide health care to infants who are LBGTQIA. First of all, you're right. How, how in the world, how, what's, on what criteria are they deciding that an infant is LBGTQ? And second of all, what's the difference in health care to an infant that they determine is LBGTQIA? A versus a non. Are they now give, going to give puberty blockers to infants? <laughs> Good question. And the kid can't even speak. Uh, when asked how they would know such okay. an LGBT, they declined to answer. Well, there you go. The critics say they should focus on sex distress to be treated with compassion and not give them blockers and have surgical procedures to change their sex. And I agree with that. This is insane. This is absolute insanity that we now have at our medical institutions. Our our medical community is gone. The AMA, the Pediatric Association, I mean, they're just completely corrupted with politics. To think that a child, I mean, first of all, we've got, you know, the pro-death movement that wants to kill the unborn. If they manage to make it out the birth canal, now they've got to struggle to make it to adulthood without, without being completely deformed, mutilated, and destroyed at the hands of the XYZ crowd. Yeah, they're totally out of control. It really has gone to extremes. It so. has. All right, this is a good time to take a break because I need I need to, I need to lower my my blood pressure, Bob Walters. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. Don't go away. That's crazy. Andrea K. 
bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Continuing our discussion with Bob Walters, who never fails to shock me, particularly when it comes to the college crazies. This week he shocked me with some good news as well as the, the Harvard Medical School crazy. What else you got for us, my man? Okay. <laughs> All right. The... Uh... Statement issued by Max Eden, an education research fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, noted that in 2021, he found that a fifth of higher education institutes require diversity statements from the faculty job applicants. Virginia Commonwealth, for instance, says their applicants must make a statement of their support for diversity, equity, and inclusion to be hired. Here is the impact of just the cost. Virginia University has 750 students in their medical school, but employs 2,000 faculty members in the medical school. So, <laughs> What? Yeah. Unbelievable. And we wonder why the cost is so high. I don't know what they're all busy doing. Yeah. And, you know, and I've, I've said this before, as somebody that used to help train medical students at UCSD Medical School, um, now it's, it, it, you know, the, I've actually seen diversity and equity and inclusion over in, in uh, on their website now. It's just looking back on, you know, helping train them on everything from the first time they have to practice walking in a door and saying hello all the way through me gr- helping to grade their final exams. There's not no place for diversity, equity and inclusion. In, in, no. in medical, not a place for it, not a place for it. And this is just um, whether it's in uh, it, whether it's in any uh, medical school um, or really any institution. And and it, this is and 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 by the way, you're you're right. This is why it's so expensive. Seven hundred fifty students and two thousand faculty members. Yeah. <laughs> in that education department. Yeah. I don't know what they're busy doing. Jeez. All right. Um the um, longtime Manhattanville College professor was barred from campus when he became a transgender female. Weird. Peter Gardella, now Petra Gardella, and had been on the school campus since 1993. But some of the other professors said they were uncomfortable with his questions about what color his wig she- he should wear and the color of his dress and the length of his garments. Okay. Okay. You're kidding me. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about this Manhattanville College. I do think it's interesting that, you know, um, usually it's the other way around. They've banned somebody who became trans, right? A dude who's decided to, to you know, become a female. That's kind of good news um, because usually it's the other way around where people are getting fired because they're refusing to use pronouns being demanded by somebody trans. But it sounds like what's crazy about this story is that he was going around asking for wig and fashion advice from people. And that's what got him banned. I, that, it's just you're right. This is the classic college crazy story. This is there's just so much crazy here, Bob. I don't even know what to think about it. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Okay, college got rid of free lunch program for all the schools, uh, and they don't support it anymore. It probably means some kids would go hungry among the 50 million students who were being fed during the pandemic. But budget cuts have cost this program back. Okay. Uh, they, the survey showed 847 schools had amassed 19 million in lunch debt. That's where the students were, were billed for lunch but didn't pay them. 
because the parents didn't have the money to pay it. So let me make sure I understand. So during the pandemic, when kids weren't going to school, we spent a ridiculous amount of money to feed kids. And now when kids are back in school, we don't have any money to, to, to feed them lunch. Correct. Wow. And a lot of states like California, Maine, and Colorado are the only states still doing cost-free lunches. And they've even added breakfast along with lunch. Crazy. Every student in California gets lunch along with breakfast, uh, for free. Well, I mean, we, you know, we didn't get free breakfast when I was a kid, but we did get free lunch. But, I mean, the idea is this is just more COVID crazy. Schools never needed to be shut down. It's just it just completely, it's insane. Uh, totally. Three minutes left, Bob. Okay, the Education Department is fielding a record number of racism, racist sexism complaints. From 2021 to 2022, 19,000 complaints were filed. Wow. But this is not all what it seems. Granbury Independent School District in Texas, for instance, had removed 130 books from its library shelves with LGBT themes, was one of those cases followed by the ACLU. Ah. It's not all on the other side. It's not. Right. Uh, um, Anyway. Go ahead. Final point. Um, New York needs school choice, not more money, for ever worse results. The Board of Regents has moved to increase spending by 11%. 3.4 billion a year. Every school cost goes up, but more and more students have the, the failure. Right. Between 2013 and 2022, 300,000 students left wow. New York schools. Charter schools perform outperform public schools by 12%, and even more so for blacks. But the state has a cap on how many pub charter schools there can be, and will not increase it because of the union opposition. Well, we need school choice everywhere, and I'm just so disappointed that there that I think that the pro, the the school choice program you were working on here in California was kind of sabotaged by somebody who launched a competing program, and that was disappointing because we know that that parents across this country, particularly minority parents, want to have choices. One choice that they can have is to to aid and help educating their kids is we the kids. So tell everybody about that. And by the way, I'm wearing my we the kids shirt that you can see on well, good. the Facebook stream. Yeah, so tell everybody about We the Kids. <laughs> we the Kids, a great organization designed to help kids get a good, solid sense of Americans' history and be proud of its past. And they have books and programs designed to help parents teach their kids this at home after school hours so that the kid is not drowned strictly in leftist propaganda in the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I urge you to think about looking for them. They're under wethekids.us. You can contribute to them, or you can just ask for their help and buy some of their books for the helping of your kids, mm-hmm. or the neighbors even. And they've got got great gear in addition to the T-shirt I'm wearing right here. I was going to wear my ball cap, but then it's kind of hard to see my face because I wear the cap all the time. But on a Facebook live stream, you kind of need to see my face. Otherwise, I would have worn the ball cap so you guys could see that. Bob Walters, have an amazing weekend. Thank you for all you do. His book is Education or Indoctrination. You must get it on Amazon and buy multiple copies and share it with your friends because it's, it's, it, it, it provides historical context for what's happening and how we got here and an action plan on how we can correct the problem. Bob, Bob Walters, we love you. We appreciate you so much. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you, sweetheart. All right, you guys stay tuned. we got another hour of the Andrea K on its way. You don't want to miss it. Three stars.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.